0: We want to hear from you about how we're doing. You can help us improve Alt Latino by taking some time to answer some questions about the show. And we want to hear from everyone, including our new listeners. Please go to npr.org forward slash Alt Latino survey. That's one word Alt Latino survey. Thanks. You know what I like, Anna?
1: What do you like, Felix?
0: I like a lot of things. But I really enjoy, over the years we've been doing Out Latino, finding artists right as they're moving beyond their local environment, their local fans, their local home and all that, making a space for themselves in the public, out there with all the listeners. And then watching them get that spark, that chispa, and then just really take off.
1: Well, it's a lucky thing that that is precisely what we get this week with Mexican vocalist Silvana Estrada I mean she is at that precipice perfect transformative moment I feel like everything is just happening for her right now She's got a Latin Grammy, two Latin Grammy nominations under her belt. She recently performed on the Kelly Clarkson show. She did that show that I talk about 25,000 times a day to you, Felix, at the LA Phil, Canto in Resistencia. I mean, she's really getting all over the map. And I think a huge part of that is a product of her effervescence as a musician.
2: Before,
1: her music was just channeling everything that she had up until that point in her life. It was like, this is representative of my experiences and my family and my home and so much about Marchita and, and her releases before was like, this is everything that is inside of me and and my history and my legacy. And I'm going to try to represent this musically, just me and my cuatro. And that's what's going to go out into the world. And then you hit like that point where it's like, I put everything out there that is everything that I am. And now I'm starting in a completely different space and I'm building music that is not built on a whole lifetime and a childhood of experiences, but rather like me now as a musician interacting with the world, seeing the effects of my music. And I think that you can really see that she is being really thoughtful and intentional about that.
0: That is just about every musician's experience. You have a whole life to put together that first album. Then you got a year and a half to put together the second. <laughs> <laughs> okay? that's, what it's, yeah. that's what's happening. And the truly great artists are able to deliver on that second one and improve on the first. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that that's what we're going to get from Silvana Estrada. Mm-hmm. And in the conversation that we had as you'll hear, she touches on all the things that have brought her to this space right now. And it's a way of like opening it up and seeing all of these magic elements and then wrapping it up again so that we can watch it develop and grow. <laughs>
3: vulnerability is one of the most beautiful things I've been working with I really want people to feel safe enough to go to those spaces Mm -hmm. you know inner spaces where they need to be vulnerable you know in order to heal in order to understand in order to feel and I think a concert is like a great mirror Mm -hmm. of society Mm. it's like The other day I was in a Rosalía's concert. (laughs) It blew my mind. And, you know, she's like so unique and she does all this dancing and singing and she's Mm -hmm. so virtuosa, no? Yeah. And people were like smiling or crying or dancing, you know. And I was like, this is a a beautiful example of what life should be. You know, Mm -hmm. like everybody together, but feeling what is going on inside them. And understanding also what Rosalía is trying to say. And it's like this, como esta, no sé, como esta entender al otro sin juzgarlo. Mm -hmm. Eh, I don't know how to say that in English. Like, como entenderte a ti para entender a los demás. Understand
0: yourself and understand the others around you.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly.
0: (laughs) Taking into consideration the two Latin Grammy nominations, my experience watching other artists has been that your career will most likely take off into another level, maybe play in bigger venues. Hmm. How do you think that will impact or will it impact this sentiment of intimacy that you just talked so vividly about?
3: Sometimes the intimacy it's more like an energy than an actual physical space. For example, this summer I've been doing a lot of festivals and, you know, those spaces are everything but intimate no it's like outside and people is drinking and sometimes they're standing or sitting but I try every time to create that energy I feel if I started to do like bigger venues I will do all I can to bring that sensation of because I know for example Natalia Natalia Furcade, I remember when she did like eight Big theaters, no? In Ciudad de México, it was the Metropolitan, and she did like eight Metropolitans. And I remember every show, it's a huge, huge theater, no? And every show, it was so intimate. At the end of the show, you know, she used to go out just with her guitar and sing a couple of songs, and that was the end of it. And everybody was like watching her, like so desnuda, so transparent in her ways. And I learned so much in that moment I was like oh so maybe this intimacy that she's creating is not because of the space it's because of what she's doing no so I like to think that even if I do like bigger uh, venues I will at least try to keep the vulnerability
1: It's so funny that you bring this up, and and bringing up Rosalia specifically, and Natalia, and and we've been very lucky in in this new kind of like iteration of our show to be talking to a lot of strong women and we spoke with rosalia recently and carla morrison too and and both of them were kind of talking about trying to create this experience right with with their performances that is not just about putting on the show but building that connection carla i think describes it as like a spiritual journey with like five for sure. acts, and, for sure. And Rosalía is talking all about like really wanting to own it and showcase her confidence. And so, I'm curious for you in in performing, is there anything any are there choices you're making or, or experiences that you're trying to cultivate, things that you're doing to create something with those performances?
3: You know, sometimes I just feel like I'm going to explode because I'm singing, I'm I'm feeling mm-hmm. so 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 much. That I f- feel in my chest like, whoa, <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> explode. <laughs> so now I'm trying to play with this idea of bringing silence and sound and like waves in the sea, no? Mm-hmm. Just like being able to create like this consistency of highs and lows, mm-hmm. just like a meditation. And I started to do it because that brings me piece sometimes because I'm singing every time I'm singing from this really raw part of my heart right? you know marchita is like my whole story and even if that story is old every time that I'm singing marchita I feel like really I feel like I'm putting everything so I've been trying to create this silence and then music and then words and then you know just playing in order to create like a path mm-hmm. where I can find that intensity, but with joy.
2: Me ha costado tanto y tanto Que ya mi alma se marchita Y se deshacen lagrimitas Que se olvidaron de rezar Y si yo hubiera sabido
3: Lately, I've been trying to bring more light to my shows. It's funny, to, no? It's always crazy to, to listen, like, the colleagues' experiences, no? Like Carla mm-hmm. Morrison, because okay. or Rosalía, you know? I think everyone has, like, a journey, and it's so personal. Even if what we do, it's so social, no? And the journey is it's for us only for us. Even if we're sharing everything, we're learning. But I try to keep that to myself. No, like I'm doing this, and we are all here. But the journey, the real thing, is like inside me, and I really want to respect that.
0: When you're talking about these performances, I remember when I saw you here in D.C. There were people who got up to dance, to move their bodies, because they were (laughs) carried away by, you know, the energy and the spirit of the song. How does being able to feel those bodies physically reacting to your music, how has that impacted the way you're approaching music now?
3: (laughs) I love that, esa pregunta, because I've been composing, especially when I was on the quarantine, when we were all locked down, I did a lot of songs and I've been working on them for my next album suddenly I thought like all of this music has like so much more rhythm than Marchita (laughs) all of this music is like there's something in this new songs that I've been doing I feel like there's some type of generosity in this new music that I'm doing where I don't know the melodies are like more not simple but more like everybody can sing them. Of course, I'm not a composer that will do a like, or or maybe sometimes, but I, I I don't have like the tools now to do, I don't know, like a bachata or a salsa. But I, I can see in what I'm doing now. I have like a more clear idea of who is going to take my music. Because I did marchita in this complete solitude, not even thinking yeah. of an outside world. And I do feel like the music that I'm doing now, I do think more in my community, in what I want to create in the shows. And for sure, there's way more light. There is way more rhythm. Also, Natalia told me once, you need to create things that people can take for themselves forever, you know? And I've been working on that
1: (laughs) a lot. You once spoke to me about the idea that kind of like your music transcends language a little bit and that people, yeah. even if they don't speak Spanish, they can feel the effects of it. And I think that that is absolutely true. But I think beyond that, like seeing so many people gathered listening to your music mm. from like a U.S. Latino perspective, si. right, like si. in this country to see all these young Latinos gathered and so emotionally evoked by what you were doing. Like, that's the power to rally a community in a way. That's really, really beautiful.
3: Yeah. And, you know, that feeling of what is community now? What is identity now, you know, in this world of complete globalization? Every time that I'm singing for an audience, I feel like there's a we. We are something... I've been touring here in the United States and every time it's like I want us to feel proud of what we are doing here. Because it takes courage to be in a stage but also take courage to go out and buy a ticket and go to a show and sing and feel and cry and laugh and dance. You know, we are creating something magical and of course it has a lot to do with spirituality there's a togetherness that you can see in every spiritual ritual, no?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I definitely love that and every time that I'm singing, of course, hearing you say there's a lot of like Latino community going to my shows and singing, and I feel like there's something deeper than the music, definitely beyond the concert that we are like taking with us after the show
2: el silencio para regresar a casa aunque esté lejos brindo por cruzar cruzarme
0: We'll hear more from Silvana Estrada right after this break. This message comes from NPR sponsor State Farm. Life gets complicated. Buying a home, raising kids, then there's insurance. What if you're not sure what your policy covers? What if you need to make
3: a claim in the middle of the night? State Farm is there for your what ifs. You can reach someone 24 7 by mobile app or phone. Life gets complicated. Insurance doesn't have to be. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today.
0: Another form of community, an important part of your music, is is your family. Yeah. And specifically, I always love hearing about your parents, the instrument makers, you know, again, as musicians. <laughs> it's
1: so romantic, You know what I mean? Too. I'm like, ah, oh, just <laughs> thinking about your tiny desk, living in their beautiful instrument shop. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm curious to know how their relationship to your music has evolved.
3: They always have been, like, really, really respectful and loving and caring. Now, they're definitely like, okay, silvan is doing well. You know, I, when I started, they were so, you know, this is the, the funniest thing. They are classical musicians, and they also are luthiers. They are instrument makers, as you said. And when I started to create my own songs, they were, like, so worried because I, I quit school. <laughs> jazz school no and they were like Silvana what are you doing what are you gonna do <laughs> no <laughs> and I moved to Mexico City without money yeah. without literally no plan no job and I started and I worked so hard so hard and even if they were like worried they respected my decision at the moment when they saw like how passionate I was about my own project they were like okay, Okay, we don't know what's gonna happen with Silvana, but at least she's doing everything she can and that's enough for us. At first of course they were really nervous. I was when I first moved to Ciudad de Mexico, I was living in like this terrible neighborhood and this, this really, really small like service room, you know. <laughs> And they're like, okay, Silvana, okay, está haciendo lo que puede. And, you know, and the now, parent in Felix
1: is like, oh, i yeah. I totally get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, can't,
3: I can't imagine, <laughs> no? That sense of, oh, my God, I want to protect her, but also she needs to, you know, open sus alas. And now they have become, like, this great They help me so much. Like especially my mother. Every time that I show her something, she always has like the perfect words. And you know, they're musicians, so they're never like, Yeah, it's perfect or yeah, it's cute. They're (laughs) always like, hey, maybe you should need you need to work this more or this sounds like somebody else. That doesn't remind me to your sound. They are like mis aliados, you know. I love them so much and I really care about their opinion and I'm in this point of my life that I really really enjoy to hear their opinions because now they're judging me from a really respectful and equal side it's not like when you're starting
1: and their opinions are more like we're worried <laughs> about you <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah I love that so much because I'm like, as you talk about putting so much of yourself into your music, like what better people to be the ultimate kind of like critics and and shapers of that than people who know you better than anyone, you know?
3: Yeah, I feel like to have a family that you can talk with in order to, to grow, you know, a family that, I don't know, like my family is really sincera like they will never mm-hmm. lie to you about anything mm-hmm. if if they for example my mother no. if she doesn't <laughs> like what what I'm wearing she will be like I hate it I don't, <laughs> I don't like it at all and i don't understand it but i respect if you want to
1: use oh, that but, the, skirt. but i respect no? that's you know that's good
3: um, <laughs> but i feel like a family like that or any family if there's something like you if como si hay un lugar donde puedes recargar es la familia, porque ellos te van a amar, te van a decir la verdad, y en esta industria, like in this industry, it's so easy to feel alone, that family, it's like the secret weapon. Uh-huh. No?
2: Uh-huh. Ajá, <laughs> Si me matan, si es que me encuentran, de flores,
1: that doesn't surprise me about your mom at all because I remember you telling me about her and your ballet class yeah. and the girls being mean and her being like, well, screw it. Yeah. We don't we don't need them. Um, <laughs> I love that. We're, it's amazing. Yeah, I like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, she's,
3: screw she's them. A, she's a strong woman. i dad, sure. but You know, my dad also, but like my mom, she's like a strong She's like a force of nature, really. It's so inspiring just to see her do what she does. Like, she constructs violence. Like, it's like,
1: it's so hard, Yeah, you know? Are there parts of you that you feel like, I mean, obviously parts of you that are her, but in your music, are there certain moments or parts, are are there things that you're resisting in your music that you feel like are inspired by your family, by your mom?
3: One thing I, I like the most about my music and something that I can really relate to my family is the feeling of keeping things clear. The feeling of, I need this to be simple. My family, it's, you know, I, I can imagine like my mom doing like the most delicious soup or the most delicious food only with three ingredients, no? Because there's, there's no more ingredients. We have this, so we will make the best of this that's sort of what I do with my songs. I have this three chords, I have these words that are like, I promise the best words I could find wow. to say this. And then the production is like, I only have these two other sounds, but I promise these are the sounds that I need. I don't need the rest. This is truly what I, what I need to enjoy this song. That's something about my family. That's something about Veracruz also. You know, Veracruz is like, we always do a lot of things, even if it's not like a super rich community, no? But we do beautiful things. We have many, many artists in Veracruz doing beautiful
1: things, Mm -hmm. and only because we want. It's like you all share a really strong spirit and a really, like... (sighs) You have fuerza. You have like this strength. energy, strength. You're sí. like see. Sí. You get your resilient spirit from them. Yeah, yeah. I feel definitely. like I just like all of your music makes sense to me now. I'm like, oh <laughs> of course, make something spectacular out of something so minimal. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah, definitely.
3: I mean, I nunca pensé
1: eso, eh. Qué fuerte! Learn something new every day. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I got to say, since you, you did study jazz singing and you studied jazz, you know, that minimalist resilience, but that minimalist attitude or perspective is very Miles Davis. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love
1: I love right? to hear that. <laughs> oh my very God. Miles. She's like melting up the comparison.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's very Miles. It's just a, not an explosion of notes, just the right yeah. notes in the right space at the right time. And it's sort of the essence of your music as well, because it doesn't come at you as like a wall sound and everything It's very, very precise and very calculated. Not calculated in a bad way, but very orchestrated in its simplicity.
3: Oh, my God. It's the first time that someone compares me with Miles. I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) cry.
1: You know, someone once told me about Miles. They said that, I forget who it was. It was a quote from someone else, but they were saying that, like, the way that you knew that Miles was truly, truly, truly one of the greats is he could take anything Like, you give him literally any beat, any melody, any Mm -hmm. sound, and he could turn it into something beautiful. And I love – I've always thought about that concept because I'm like, what excellence. But also, like, everything you're saying to me, too, about, like, taking the good and the bad and whatever life throws at you and, like, turning that into something meaningful for people to connect with. I mean, that's, like – Yeah. That's really, really something special.
3: Yeah. But, you know, that's something – just what you said is I, sometimes I feel like that's art to transcend the tragedy and turn it into something beautiful as Natalia said something that people will carry forever no? Now that we're talking about Miles is like <laughs> I think he's so special because he played all those odd rhythms on super hardcore harmonies but also all the ballads you know every song and He was himself, he was like, I know in this world there's tragedy, he lived some crazy racism stories and he turned everything into beautiful notes. For me, that's why he's so important at so many levels, no? As a performer, as a composer, just a personality. Something that I can relate between This greatness of the art and the folklore is exactly that, the ability to take all the problems, the tragedy, and turn it into son jarocho, into decimas, into rancheras, you know, like el corrido mexicano. El corrido mexicano is like to read the papers, to
1: read the news, (laughs) no? yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. (laughs) And, and I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what we're all raised on, right? Like, that's how, like, the like, Mexicans, that's how Latinos, like, that's how we communicate. That's yeah. how you, like, share the definitely. stories. Like, this is what it means to be but a person. You can, but
3: you can see that in the blues. You can see that in the samba. You can see that in el flamenco. You know, folklore, it's definitely a necessity of all cultures and also art. So that's why sometimes I compare... All that we're saying, no, it's like, oh, so art it's also folklore, no?
0: <laughs> what you mentioned each one of those genres they're an expression of people, of a group sí. of people, right? Sí. And it's the way they communicate their loves, their hurts, their frustrations, their hopes, and their dreams. All of flamenco, samba, corrido, todo. See,
3: sí. sí. yeah. mm. it's true.
1: <sighs> wow. Silvana, you are a true artist. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Porque en tus manos yo me curo los derrumbes, mi amor, y porque el miedo que se esconde entre la gente cuando vean la
1: maravilla que es amar. You know what's crazy? When we did that interview, I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like, great conversation. Love Silvana. She's amazing. And now listening to it again, you know how some things, they just need to take time to simmer, and then you revisit them at a different point in your life, and you're like, "Whoa." And everything she was just saying and everything we were talking about, about the ways that she is creating this joy and leaning into the pain and just finding ways to like build on an entire legacy of like a Mexican legacy of doing this sonically is like, oh my God, it could not be more impactful in this moment to me right now. I'm like... Beyond, and I I think that just speaks to the timelessness of her as an artist. To me, this is a snapshot of a moment of her where she already is creating this experience and this feeling in people and is already like building something that is truly, deeply rooted in this legacy that, to me, I feel like will only continue to grow into something incredible. I feel like we're seeing the start of something amazing.
0: Part of the magic, too, is... The post-pandemic reality that we're in, in that people are looking for something exactly what she's talking about, whether they're people your age or my age. She's an artist for this time, completely.
1: And I love that you note that it's like people my age or it's people your age or it's anyone because I think that sometimes, you know, we talk to these artists or we'll talk to younger artists, right? And we're like, oh, well, they're trying to, you know, build something or make sense of the world or build community or all of these things that feel like intrinsically young things. And as people, we never stop seeking, right? I think in some ways, like we never stop looking for ways to make sense and to find joy and all of these beautiful things that she has such an incredible grasp on. I loved when she talked about kind of like son jarocho and all of these more traditional, long lasting Mexican traditional sounds that she's like, this is what they were doing. They were taking what was around them. They were taking the challenges and and the pains and all of that in life. And they were channeling it into this music and making it joyful despite all of this. I just thought that the fact that she like has the perspective to know that then of course it's present in her music, and of course it will only continue to be present and, and grow in her music.
0: I can't not think about some of the artists that we've covered over the years that being part of their musical persona. Watching her develop over the years and taking in all these things that she's experiencing now and becoming we-don't-know-who in the future, that's going to be a nice, joyful ride.
1: She speaks to the soul, man. She's got that magic to her, I think, truly, and in, in how she talks and in You don't even have to hear the words in just how she sings. I love how you talked about her precision. I was like, yeah, there is something so intentional about every single thing that she creates. And I have to believe that there's something behind her. Like she is pulling on the power of the ancestors to make that happen. I don't know because how she could be like so young and so just she gets to the heart.
0: Okay, got to let our listeners know that you and I are on Zoom, and I just saw your hand motion, what you did.
1: <laughs> but that's I'm like, just... <laughs> I can't even put it into words. But that's it's just, the best part. I'm like flowing. I'm, it's just, ugh.
0: That's the best part. That's the best part of Silvana Estrada and what she brings out in us. So it's great, great to hear all of that in the interview this week, which means you get to say...
1: You have been listening to Alt-Latino... <laughs>
0: Our editor, who is also on the Zoom with us this week, is Hazel Sales. Hi, Hazel. We can't see you, but we can wave at you.
1: Our amazing (laughs) production assistant is Fee O'Reilly, also on the Zoom.
0: (laughs) Grace John keeps us together, and our head in chief Keith Jenkins.
1: Felix, you forgot our fabulous audio editor, Ron Scalzo.
0: I didn't forget him. I was waiting for you to say it. Honestly, seriously. (laughs) This is the kind of mood... This conversation with Sylvanas put us in. Very lighthearted, a lot of fun. We'll be back next week with another interview. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Felix Contreras.
1: I'm Ana Maria Sayer. Go ahead, Sayer. Thanks for listening.
0: (laughs) There you go. Okay, before we go, we want to remind you about a short, anonymous way you could help us out. Please tell us what you like and how we could improve by going to npr.org forward slash survey that's npr.org forward slash Survey. You can find the link in our show notes. Thanks a lot. Okay, we said our goodbyes, but we got to sneak this in. The little bit of music that she played for us when she first got to the studio. Right, Anna?
1: Oh, my God. I was like... Absolutely. It, there's nothing like sing Silvana sing live like this many feet in front of you, and she made it special just for us. <laughs> Here we go.
3: N P R N P R N P R N P R N P R
2: Un concierto privado ¿verdad?